0: Let's turn in our Bibles to the passage of Scripture which we read in the Gospel of Luke chapter 23 and as God would help me I'd like to concentrate on verse 33 but we'll read from verse 32 Luke chapter 23 at verse 32. Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals. One on his right, and one on his left. in an office in New York, on one of the walls, there is a charcoal sketch of a heap, a pile of human skulls, different sizes, different shapes. And underneath the sketch there is a one word caption. The artist apparently meant to convey a certain message through that charcoal sketch. The one word caption is the word equality. And the artist meant to convey by his illustration of different sizes and shapes of skulls That all men are equal because all men die. How different from what the Bible teaches. All men die because of sin. That's why we die. I've entitled this sermon, Three Men on a Cross. And they're all dying the same way and they're all dying because of sin. And yet, there is all the difference in the world between these three men. All dying the same way for through sin and yet they're all so different. Because one died in sin, one died to sin, and the one in the middle died for sin. Let's look at each of them. First of all, the one who died in sin. What was his life like? well he was born in sin he was like you and me he did not fall into sin he was born in sin you and I do not fall into sin Adam fell into sin Adam was created holy and he fell into sin But you and I don't fall into sin. You and I are born sinful. We are born in sin. Just by being born into this world, we have inherently an inbuilt bias and prejudice against God. We don't like God interfering in our lives. We think Life, we should should be in control of our own lives and do what we want. We don't like interference. We don't like being told what to do with our lives. But our lives belong to God. God gave us life. and We have this inbuilt prejudice against God towards ourselves and by nature we can't see it by nature we don't see that we can be told it but we don't like it born in sin but he was not only born in sin like you and me he lived in sin and he lived in sin because he was born in sin It just comes naturally. You don't have to do anything special to be a sinner. Just do your own thing. Just do what you want. Do what you feel comfortable with. We're born in sin. Therefore we naturally live in sin. It started just like that with him and for him it led him to a life of crime and violence some versions call them criminals others call them malefactors the original word means killed to steal a life of theft and he wouldn't stop killing somebody just to steal. He became so depraved, so corrupt, that society, sinful society itself, civilized society, it said, better rid of such people. And the Romans, as you know, invented crucifixion for such. Born in sin. Lived in sin, died in sin. He died in sin because he lived in sin. It's a natural progress. Born in sin, live in sin, die in sin. It just happens, it just takes place. What is it to die in sin? What have you to do to die in sin? You don't have to do anything. To die in sin is to die without forgiveness of sin. to die in sin is to die without repenting of sin to die in sin is to die without a change of heart regarding sin it's to die without your life being changed it's to die without your heart being changed is to die without your mind being changed with regard to sin. You see, as we've said already, naturally, we oppose the teaching. Oh, you're a sinner. I don't know how many times people have said to me, even, don't you dare call me a sinner. We don't like it. However true it is, we don't like it. We don't want it. But that's a procedure. That's what happens. Born in sin, live in sin, die in sin. But two crosses away, there's another man being crucified. He did not die in sin. It's wonderful news, that's great news. He didn't die in sin he died to sin Bible tells us in Romans 6 how shall we who have died to sin live any longer in it it's a biblical term to die to sin what about him how was he born was he born was he born the same way as the other person? Exactly the same way. He too was born in sin. Exactly the same as the other thief two crosses away. No difference by birth whatsoever. Our Bible tells us we are all saints and sinners. Get this. Saints and sinners are all by nature children of wrath. The wrath of God is upon us by nature. And that's what's so worrying about going up to somebody and saying, Hey, God loves you. Oh, my Bible says we're under the wrath and curse of God until, until we repent <clears throat> this man under the wrath of God a child of wrath even as others there is no difference between saints and sinners by birth saints are not born special saints are not born different saints are still sinners And a lot of people don't get that. They think once you're converted, never will you sin again. Oh, how wrong. How wrong can you be? So you say, what's the difference? The difference is this. Saints repent of their sin. Saints are sorry for their sin. I used to think a Christian was someone... Who repented of their sins? I'm changing my mind. I think now a Christian is a person who is repenting of their sin. Repentance is not something you do once at the beginning of your Christian life. Repenta- we repent continually. Do you know why? Because we're continually sinning. The difference between a a saint and a sinner is a sinner is fighting against sin. A sinner without grace, without repentance, just carries on. I'm only human. Is that what we say? A Christian is upset about it, a Christian is disturbed by his sin. A Christian tries to fight against it. He calls in God. He confesses his sin. Listen. If you don't know this before. Hear it now. When you realize you've sinned. Whatever you do. Whatever you do. Don't cover it up. Don't pretend it didn't happen. The moment you realize you've sinned. Please. 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 Please expose it to God. Tell it to God. And he will forgive. If you only believe. This man. Left God out of his life. This man. Like the other thief. Had his own agenda. He too was violent. He too was a criminal he too killed to steal he too did his own thing just did what he was comfortable with born in sin and he too lived in sin sin led him into a life of debauchery violence Until, like the other thief, two crosses away, society said, better rid of that kind. He was that bad. He was that bad, even the Roman Empire. The Roman society said, better rid of that kind. He was that bad. They both were. Sin controlled him right up to the last hours of his life. You know that. You've got to have worked it out if you've read it. Matthew 27 verse 44 tells us. 27 verse 44. And the robbers who were crucified with him, also reviled him in the same way. Do you know that morning, that morning that we're reading of, this thief that's now in glory, he cursed Christ. He reviled Christ. That morning. The morning he went to glory. He cursed Christ. There's hope for you. Something happened. It can happen quickly. Born in sin. Lived in sin. But died to sin. What do we mean? what do we mean died to sin well let's try and work it all out I'll put, put it this way, four stages first he saw what was the change that came over him we've mentioned that already it is the difference between a saint and a sinner is a change of heart A change of mind. A change of lifestyle regarding sin. He saw sin in its true light. What does he say to the other thief? In verse 40. Do you not fear God? Do you not fear God? He doesn't say, do you not fear death? You're about to die shortly. Are you not afraid of death? That's not what he says. Neither does he. he says, Are you not afraid of hell? He says, do you not fear God? Who decides what's right or wrong? The church? No. <laughs> the minister? Definitely not. Who decides what's right or wrong? God. Our maker. He decides what's right or wrong. And this thief saw it. Do you not know fear God? It's his standards that have to be kept. It's God who decides what's right or wrong. Fear God. And then you'll fear sin. Do you not fear God? He saw sin in its true light. Second stage, he saw himself in his true light. Well, what is he says there, isn't it amazing what he said? We indeed justly. Now, isn't that something? A rat with pain, and he says to the other thief, two crosses away, "We deserve what we're getting." Do you think crucifixions a bit OTT, a bit over the top, a bit not not balanced according to sin? The thief who's in heaven didn't think so. He said, We indeed justly. We deserve what we're getting. He saw himself in his true light. You know, you've probably done it too, you've probably seen it also met somebody you say oh that was that was that was awful what that person did and what this people are doing but when it comes to themselves oh well i was under pressure you remember you don't know the corner i was in they can see they can technically decide what's right and what's wrong but when it comes to themselves they are not sinners they don't deserve the way they're being treated this man did. He saw sin in its true light. And he was able to apply it to himself. I am a sinner. I deserve what I am receiving. God is not unjust. God is not over the top. Hell is what we deserve. We are getting What we deserve. God is giving us our due portion. He saw sin in its true light. He saw himself in his true light. Thirdly, he saw Christ in his true light. We deserve what we're getting. He says, now I like to think that this this one was on the right hand side of Christ. We don't know and it's not important. Don't make a theology of it. But the sheep are on the right. The goats are on the left. So I'd like to think that this thief that was penitent, he was on the right of Christ. But he says to the thief, two crosses away, we deserve what we're getting. But this man beside me on the next cross, he has done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. Not only that, but he says to him, he thinks this man, sorry, he knows. This man on the next cross has a kingdom. Eh? Man, that's something. What's a man who has a kingdom doing on a cross? Where are his people? Where's his kingship? You can't have a kingdom unless you're a king. And he says, This man on the next cross, he's a king. He's a king. He's got a kingdom and he's never done anything wrong or what he thought of Christ can I ask you what do you think of Christ that's the one question that's the question we're going to be asked on the great day of judgment that one question you've done all this You've done all that. You've sinned here. You've sinned there. Now, did you ever hear about Jesus? Now, tell me. What did you think of him? What do you think of him? Why do you think he died? Why did he give his life up? The one who died to sin saw Christ in his true light. He saw sin in his true light. He saw himself in his true light. He saw Christ in his true, true light. But he saw something else which the other thief didn't see. He saw the gospel in its true light. And he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me. He saw the gospel. You know, sad to say, you can reason with some people. They acknowledge they're sinners. They acknowledge Christ is the Savior. They acknowledge Christ died as a substitute. But they don't seem to be able to go that extra step and say well if I ask for forgiveness I too will be forgiven and I too will be on the way to heaven they don't seem to be able to take that last step but this man on this cross he can do that Lord remember me now tell me tell me is that a long prayer? Is that a difficult prayer? Could the way of salvation become easier? Eh? Remember me. I'm a sinner through and through, but remember me. He saw the gospel. Christ died for sinners, not for good people, for sinners. And I am one of them. Are you one of them? Christ died for sinners. Are you one of them? This man didn't despair. I'm astonished at the people that acknowledge the sinners, acknowledge Christ came into the world for sinners, but they can't put the two and two together. They can't put themselves into it. And just say, Lord, remember me. Bring me into your kingdom. And what a glorious response. Today, today you will be with me. Paradise. what glorious words one died in sin the second died to sin but oh it's the one in the middle that's so important the one who died for sin Jesus Christ what about him how was he born Without sin. The only one. Ever. Born. Without sin. Adam wasn't born without sin. He was created. From the dust. Without sin. But Christ. Was like you and me. Born. Born of a mother. Without Sin. He existed before he was conceived in the womb. Born holy, born innocent, unstained, harmless, separate, separate from sinners, distinct, real human, true God. Distinct from sinners. Born without sin. Lived without sin. Oh how they tried to prove otherwise. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even trump up false witnesses. Hmm? They organized two false witnesses. But even then they couldn't get their act together. Trying to prove he did something wrong. They had to change the charge against them. At that mock trial. They had to change it midway through. Have you ever heard of that? Eh? A trial where they changed the charge. Halfway through proceedings. They're not getting anywhere with the first. And they even couldn't get anywhere with the second. But still carried on. He lived without sin. And forty days And forty nights. Tempted by Satan. In a waste howling wilderness. Starving with cold and hunger. But even then. Even then. They couldn't. Satan couldn't get him. Tried to trip him up. Went to him when he's hungry. Went to him when he's hungry. And said. Change these stones into bread. What a temptation that was. You see, he was not to do that. But the temptation is always to sin, to do what you're forbidden. Born without sin, lived without sin, died without sin. No guile was found in his mouth. Racked in pain. Being given vinegar to drink when he's thirsty. What does he do? Praise. He prays for the soldiers. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Lived without sin. Born without sin. Lived without sin died without sin holy, harmless, undefiled separate from sinners that's why his sacrifice could pay for an innumerable number of sinners he died for sin meaning his death actually atoned for sin as his substitute. One man. One black man. Appeared to the Kirk session. Wanting to come to the Lord's table. But his English was broken. And he wasn't getting on very well. Explaining his experience. Until finally. He just said. When he asked him how do you think you're saved and he said he die me no die that's it he die me no die christs my substitute he died in my place wonderful and as we said already we said this morning the evidence he rose from the dead that's how we know he paid for sin. He rose from the dead. Every time you touch a coin and you see the date, ask yourself where did that date come from? What made the kings of the earth? See, before Christ came, history, how was history dated? It was dated by the, the years of kings' rule. In the third year of Darius the king, in the fourteenth year of, of, of King Xerxes, that's the way history was dated. But a time came in history when date for history is dated from the year of our Lord. The Roman Emperor, I mentioned it this morning, changed it. B.C. before Christ, A.D. after the death of Christ. Sorry, in the year of our Lord. Latin for in the year of our Lord. I used to be well, we'll leave it just now. Time's up. Oh yes, sorry. The resurrection the resurrection of Christ verifies that everything Christ said was real, true, meaningful. Now what's the result as we close? There's three men on a cross. Who do you see in the middle? Who do you see in the middle cross? Christ secured sinners through his death and resurrection. He secured their salvation. You can be safer in Christ than Adam was. You are safer in Christ than he was. But you must See Christ as He is. And you must relate to Him. You must call upon His name. You must say, Lord, remember me. I'm not worth it. I don't deserve it. I'm a sinner through and through. But remember me. Remember me. May God, the Holy Spirit, Make his word, his truth, effectual to every one of us here. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we pray that you would take the things of Christ and make them ours, here, tonight. May we not delay it, may we not put it off May we put our trust alone in Jesus. Hear us in mercy. Answer us in peace. As we pray only and all. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll conclude our service of worship by singing from the Psalter again. Psalm 34. Psalm 34 on page 247. Page 247 of the root. Psalm 34 at verse 5. We'll sing verses 5 to 10. Psalm 34 at verse 5. They looked to him. Enlightened were. Not shamed were their faces. This poor man cried. God heard. And saved them. From all his distresses. Down to verse 10. The lions young may hungry be. And they may lack their food. But they that truly seek the Lord. Shall not lack any good. Psalm 34 verses 5 to 10.
1: <coughs> and were not shaken. till since none the Not fear shall be I with one The grace
0: of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.